Hello and welcome to my Kvetch. So, let's get right into it, because a few things to review. Um, as there is commentary coming out about um, the scenario, situation, and reality about the Kyle Rittenhouse, um, what would we call it, uh, his, the actions he took and the situation he's currently in. So, one of the things that I keep hearing repeated, and this is from people that are as pro conceal carry guns rights, um, open carry, defensive property, to the people that are totally anti-gun and anti-self-defense. But one thing I keep hearing repeated is that um, he shouldn't have been there. He's a kid, he's 17 years old, and he should have been home, sucking his thumb, playing video games, and eating peanut butter and jelly, or a tuna melt sandwich. Okay, these are all things that maybe are, maybe are true. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, who am I to say that he shouldn't have been there? I'm putting aside the legality of him owning or handling the rifle, okay? Apparently that it's not illegal to handle the rifle, but the way in which he received it might be a problem. In other words, it was lent to him, and that might be a technical misdemeanor or maybe even a felony. I'm not going to go down that road because I don't know the law, and I have not researched it, I have not looked into it. He apparently did not cross state lines, which is a ridiculous notion, because if you have a concealed carry permit, you can cross many state lines. It's just the, Unless you have an intent to commit a felony and a premeditated um, robbery, thievery action with that firearm, then there is no illegality. If you have a concealed carry in many states, you have reciprocity in almost every state in the U.S., okay? So I can name a number of states where if you look it up, again, other than mostly New York, Illinois, and California, most states have a reciprocity with other states. So the notion that you cannot cross state lines with a firearm, again, rifle or handgun, is ludicrous and ridiculous. Might be different for 17-year-olds. Okay, that said and out of the way. The videos multiple videos, including the one that is simply, <coughs> excuse me, simply the actions that are happening at that moment. Then there are videos showing him speaking before attending to someone with uh, medical um, expertise, or at least a medical bag. Uh, he said he was an EMT on the video. Um, I don't know if that's, he's a licensed EMT, or he just took a course and got certified um, like any normal citizen could for like a CPR class. Uh, so that remains to be seen. And then there's a video of him rushing with a fire extinguisher to uh, extinguish a fire. And then that might be what set off the provocation. But let's get something straight. Kyle Rittenhouse was defending his life. Kyle Rittenhouse was brutally attacked. Kyle Rittenhouse responded to a provocation upon him that was a threat to his life. Getting smacked in the head full force with a skateboard is a threat to someone's life. Having a firearm drawn on you is a threat to someone's life. There is no question here that he responded to that provocation and to that action and to that catalyst before him. He responded fairly and appropriately. He did not pull a Rambo Gatling gun type of response where he was firing um, without... Uh, provocation or without aim into a crowd of people. This is not 
uh, the Chinese in Tiananmen Square. This is not a live shooter situation, okay? Um, there, He ran. He tried to leave and escape the people that were attacking him until he was cornered, okay? So whether he should have been there, whether the justification for him being there, whether he should have been armed are all questions that are honestly not so relevant. If he's going to be charged with a uh, misdemeanor or a felony in some relation to the, um, let's say, ownership or, or the, um, the uh, possession of the handgun, uh, sorry, of the firearm, that is a different story. Being charged with first-degree murder, which is premeditated that he planned on doing this, is abjectly absurd. So by the same, by the same, and people saying he should not have been there. So by that same thinking, someone could say that in the Aurora, Colorado shooting that happened in the movie theater, that if I was concealing and carrying there, I should not have been there. Because a violent criminal came in and I should not have been in that situation. Given in Kenosha there were violent riots and looting the previous nights and that night. Okay, and there are people that say you shouldn't in, insert yourself into that situation. You shouldn't be a tough guy. You shouldn't try and be a combat soldier. Well, the reason that we have firearms in this country is for situations exactly like that, where you see a community and your neighbor, your neighboring community, under duress and not able to, <coughs> excuse me, not able to quell violence or quell dangers that are happening. Let's keep in mind, he lived something like 25 to 35 minutes away. This is, even though it's a state over, this is a neighboring community. 25 to 30 minutes over, I consider part of my my, uh, my area, my geographical reality, part of my uh, county or area, even if it's in a different state. He is closer to Kenosha than uh, many other people that were there, which I'll get to in, in a minute. Okay? So he saw a need, and he was predominantly there, as he was even saying on video, to provide medical care and also to guard property. The people that were on top of the building that he was in front of were more going to guard the property, because obviously they have a better vantage and a better tactical and strategic advantage by being on the roof. And he was on the ground, because when you're on the roof, you can't apply medical care to people. He was doing both. Okay, turns out he's pretty much a, I don't want to say a model citizen because I don't know enough about him and I'm certainly not his dad or mom or um, I don't know him well enough. I'm not his clergy. But he seems like he was overall a good kid who was trying to give back to a community, uh, scrubbing graffiti off buildings, providing medical care. Uh, I'm going to put aside the confrontation that was apparently him with someone in a parking lot. There's no context for that. You can't hear anything that's being said and it really doesn't matter. Um, so, by the same notion, if I'm concealing and carrying, or I'm open carrying, and a situation arises, you can always say, you shouldn't have been there, okay? Um, if someone decides that they're going to carry and they conceal, even in, let's say, a gun-free zone, okay? Let's say regardless of the legality, and they decide they're going to go to the movie theater with their weapon, and a bad guy shows up and starts an uh, active shooter situation with a rifle or the handgun and is killing people, and then that person who has a concealed carry uses their firearm, what is he going to say? Oh, you shouldn't have been with there with your firearm? You killed a bad guy. <clears throat> but now it's going to be said, you shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have been there in that situation because you killed the bad guy? Or even if, let's say, one of your bullets goes astray and hits an innocent person, but you stop the guy from massacring 20, 50, 100 people? The whole notion is ridiculous. People that are... Um, that are responsible, good citizens that never want to get into a engagement or firefight with anyone because that's not the goal 
and then are forced to does not mean that they should not have been there because that's going to be the accusation that can be made at any time, especially if the killer is neutralized. And that leads me into um, into the idea of, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, Jacob Blake. So he's now got, I think, somewhere between $1 and $2.5 billion raised for him. The whole situation in Kenosha grew out of the fact that he was shot in his back seven times. I've addressed this in a prior, a prior session, but let's just get something very straight. When you don't resist police, you're more likely to live. When you don't resist police, you're more likely not to get shot. When you don't resist police, you're more likely to not get even injured. When you are cooperative, when you are talking like you are sane, when you speak with logic and calmly, you are more likely to be uninjured and unmolested. And I don't mean molested in terms of sexually. I mean molested in terms of even having hands put on you. Okay? Let's keep in mind now. From my understanding, as of today is September 1st, right? September 1st um, at, um, uh, it is noon. Okay? It's 12.15 p.m. Um, on September 1st. Kyle Rittenhouse has been charged with first-degree murder. Jacob Blake has not been charged. Jacob Blake showed up at the house and was called by the mother of those children that were in that car because her car keys were being stolen against her will and he was about to take off in the car with the kids in it. He has no um, um, uh, jurisdiction over the kids. He does not have custody over the kids. He is a uh, convicted felon. He is convicted of uh, assault. He is a rapist. And he told, he fought the police. He had one officer in a headlock. He was apparently tased at least once, maybe twice, and did not go down completely, okay? Which may indicate some kind of drug use. It may indicate a faulty taser, okay? And then proceeded to get up, disobey under the threat of a firearm being pointed at him and then proceeded to reach into a, an automobile where his hands could not be seen and it is not known if he was grabbing gummy bears or if he was grabbing a weapon. It turns out that there was a knife present even though he said he was grabbing a firearm. Regardless, stupid move wins stupid prizes. We know the, the, the saying. Okay, So let's get something straight here. The officers made numerous tactical errors. I'm not here to armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, Sunday afternoon quarterback. I'm just saying that tactically they were flawed. There were at least two officers right near him at that moment. They should have been more aggressive in stopping him rather than in shooting him. And yes, mistakes were made. Let's also get something straight. When you're in the moment and you're and you're 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 heightened sense of awareness. The immediacy of what's going on, they don't have the benefit of playing it back. And this is not tape on Tuesday morning at practice where you're like, oh yeah, I should have made that block. I should have hit that hole. I should have, I should have, been, um, I should have caught that interception. You don't have the benefit of that. This is life and death. And if the officer does not react in a timely, immediate fashion, it may mean his life. It may mean his paralysis. It may mean he never gets to see his kids again. It may mean he gets shot through the eye. And in some of those cases, death might be preferable to living. Okay? Gruesome injuries. Who knows how many shots he gets off. Maybe he kills more than one officer. Maybe he maims more than one. Maybe he takes the gun onto everyone there because 
if you recall in the video, one of the videos, the person filming from far away is saying, is, is, is telling someone to come back inside knowing that shit is about to pop off. She knows that something's going to go down and it's not necessarily because of the police. She knows that Blake, Jacob Blake, is not exactly so, right? This is before everything happens. She, just, she sees that there's a tussle, okay? And there's a little boy, I think a little boy, like out on the, on the grass about, you know, 30, 40 feet in front of her. And she's saying, get back in here, get back in here, and to get him and get back in there. She knows something's about to go down. Okay, which speaks to his nature. I don't know who's speaking. I don't know if that's the mom. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the person that called the cops. It's unclear who that is. Okay, so the entire scenario in its picture is a justified shooting. It's it sucks that he got shot in the back in terms of the optics of it. Okay, and there's even police officers that are second guessing. They're saying, "Oh, should have done this. Should have done that." Yeah. Well, you know what? Shoulda. And he also shoulda. There's a lot of shouldas he shoulda done. And when you have the threat of your life in front of you, meaning you have a firearm pointed at you, unless you're Wyatt Earp or unless you're Billy the Kid and you have the ability to draw your own firearm, which in this case for him would have been a stupid move, right? Even if you're armed, you're going to get shot. Then unless you're taking someone out, then you probably should abide. And that's, that's the main thing. Abide by what they're telling you. Explain your situation. And if they're mistaken and it's being filmed or you're abused or beaten or unjustly uh, imprisoned, then you will deal with that later on, but you'll be alive or you won't be in a wheelchair. Now, that said, why are there no charges against Jacob Blake? I don't care that he's going to be in a wheelchair. Apparently, they handcuffed him to the bed. Um, um, in the hospital bed, which that's ridiculous. I mean, there's no need to, but okay, whatever. That's what they wanted to do. I want charges. This is a guy who was doing things that were felonious in their action. You can't show up at a house and steal the keys. That's larceny. That's, that's robbery. You can't just go... That, that, you, that's assault. So how come there are no charges pending against Jacob Blake? Okay, that's my question. The same thing we saw happen to Jacob Blake was almost verbatim what happened to Rashard Brooks. I'm not talking about situationally. I'm talking about, well, I, I'm not talking, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the situation is a little bit different, but basically the scenario is that he should have abided, he did not abide, and upon being told to abide by the police, whether they were trying to cough him at the moment is unclear, you can't tell from the video, but he did not abide, he fought the police. He ran with an officer's weapon. So we already know he was armed. And then he got shot. And he is dead. So very similar um, scenarios. Maybe not the situation, but scenario-wise. Or maybe it's the scenario is different. The situation is the same. I don't know. I'm getting my words a little bit blurred right now. But they're similar words. Okay, but now you understand a little bit about what you're supposed to do in that situation. Um, Rashard, I think it's Rashard Brooks, did not want to go back to prison. He was out on a, on a COVID furlough. Ridiculous. These are the people that the Democrats and the leftists are letting out. They want these criminals out to com commit more criminal acts. Whether they're, be told, whether they're being told explicitly to do so, I don't think Rashard Brooks was. But some of these people, again, 
I'm not saying Rashad Brooks, and I'm not saying Jacob Blake. These are the people the Democrats want out there. They're telling them to go and incite. They're releasing them specifically to commit crimes and assaults and, and deadly provocations and maiming people. And then probably they're being told when they get back in the system, we'll take care of you, don't worry. The DAs, the prosecutors, the judges are all bought and sold and in line with this theology, this insanity, this warpedness to absolve these people of their sins, of their crimes. And then people like Kyle Rittenhouse, people like the um, McCloskeys in St. Louis are being denied their right to protect themselves. 2A is being absolved. And what's really happening here, what we're seeing, which I've been screaming about from the rooftops, is the social contract between the government and the people is being dissolved. It's being absolved. It's being abrogated by the people that we choose to lead us and elect, and then they appoint people to um, to uh, enforce the law. Not just police, okay, but and sheriffs and such like that, but also the people that are judges, DAs, prosecutors, attorneys. And let's get something straight. Most of Congress are attorneys. They're legislators. Okay, they legislate. And when they legislate, people wonder, how did Nazi Germany happen? Well, it all happened legally. It all happened legally. Hitler tried his putsch, okay, from a beer hall, and it was illegal, and he got arrested. And then him and his people realized the way to do this is to legalize it. Let's legalize me taking over the chancellorship, and then I will absolve the prime minister of his duties. I will become prime minister, and then I will declare war, and I will invade countries, and I will purge this country of my um, opponents. Legally, basically. Again, it's not necessarily legal to murder. We have human rights, natural-born human rights. And in America, those have been protected for 200, 300-plus years Okay, regardless, there were certain amendments that needed to be made to the Constitution for women, for people of color, for black people, for former slaves. But that's why it's called the, uh, we are aiming for a more perfect union. The founders knew that the future would bring different things, different challenges. And keep in mind, even when the Constitution was made, there were many, 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 many people that wanted slavery outlawed. The country was not ready for it. They did not have the delegates. They did not have the reps to vote for it. And it was thus not part of the Constitution. That is one of the reasons, not the only reason, why this was part of the Constitution. That we will aim to be a more perfect union. Because they knew that they had not reached perfection yet. That the only thing that was perfect was God and faith. And so they realized this is a work in progress. Okay, but that said, today, when you have courts that are charging someone for defending themselves with murder one, and Jacob Blake has not been charged, and let's also get something. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know the guy's name. I mean, I saw it online. It doesn't matter. The guy who got his arm, basically his bicep, blown off. Has he been charged? This is a guy who was a criminal, a convict, okay, and it's not allowed to own or carry a firearm. Kyle Rittenhouse, regardless of he was or not, is allowed to defend his life. Okay? This guy is illegal for him to own or possess a firearm. Where is that firearm from? And if someone gave it to him, why are they not facing charges? 
if someone lent it to him. He's a, he's a convicted felon. Kyle Rittenhouse is not. He if he bought that firearm, where did he buy it from? And why is that why is that um, pawn shop or FFL not being investigated? I truly doubt he got it from an FFL, unless he lied, and unless somehow he used a different name or ID or fraud. Okay, so you have the guy who defended himself being charged with murder one, and we have not heard anything about Jacob Blake being charged, and I don't really care that he's in a wheelchair. The guy made his own mistakes and sowed his own seeds. You can be in a wheelchair and be in prison. Okay, they'll have to accommodate him. Give him some applesauce. Okay, and why is this other dirtbag um, not been charged? Okay, these are all relevant questions. Um, the social contract is um, being manipulated and dissolved. We have both lawyers up and down the system and Leos up and down the system that are undermining our fair and just laws that also include mercy, and the people in Congress are part of that cabal of lawyers that just want to legislate, 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 even when there's no need to legislate. And, um, of course, you have idiots in Congress that are not lawyers, people like AOC and people like uh, Ayanna Presley, I don't think she's a lawyer, and... Pelosi, who may or may not be a lawyer, and these are people that are openly calling for um, basically uprisings and rebellions and violence. Kamala Harris just came out and said that it's not going to stop, meaning it's not going to stop today, it's not going to stop tomorrow, it's not stopping yesterday when the uh, National Guard was deployed to Kenosha, and it's not going to stop leading up to the election, and it's not going to stop after. This is the vice presidential candidate for the United States of America, a woman who puts away people smoking joints and then laughs and brags about the fact that she does on a morning uh, radio show, The Breakfast Club, which has millions of uh, listeners. She's the worst of the worst, and they are openly uh, rebelling against the government and the people of the United States. So we are in a... um, of course, it's interesting, but a very precarious situation where the social contract is being undermined because if you're being attacked, the people that are attacking you, regardless of whether they can legally own firearms, regardless of their legal action, regardless of them being morons attacking someone with a firearm, if you open fi- if you open fire on them and you wound, maim, or kill them, then you're going to face charges for your life possibly prison for life, or maybe the death penalty, when you're being attacked. It's the most ludicrous thing in the world. So then, if someone tries to come into my home, um, should I not have been here? Or maybe I shouldn't have been here. Someone's breaking into my home. I should. And in some places in the country, that's, that is the case. You're supposed to run and lock yourself in a room before you open fire. Ridiculous, ludicrous. And there needs to be a revisit of this and, and maybe um, not allow the states to rule on 2A. Um, I, I, I doubt that'll happen, especially with the Supreme Court um, uh, stacked the way it is, and with Justice Roberts being a simp. But two um, A should be a right across the entire land, and states should not be allowed to abrogate that. It's just to a point at this point where um, regular good people are being hamstrung, and they're paying literally with their lives. A little bit longer than I, I really wanted, but there were a lot of things to get to, and um, we're going to see how this. 
further develops. Uh, last thing I'll say is, again, in the Rashad case, you have law enforcement engaging him. Okay, People that are given a little bit more of a um, responsibility and obligation in their use of firearms, and he was shot by law enforcement. Let's keep in mind, law enforcement was charged with murder one, murder one, trying to prevent a felon from fleeing the scene while he was firing back at the law enforcement, regardless of, of if it was a taser or not. A taser can maim, a taser can kill. And the last thing I'll say is, I think the tasers should be completely taken out of use uh, with law enforcement. It is leading to worse situations than ever would have happened. They tried to taser twice on um, on Blake, and or at least once, maybe twice, and on Rayshard also. And they, they, they're not working. I don't know if it's drugs. I, I don't even want to try getting hit with one. I know that they, they, they sometimes, you know, will make law enforcement uh, uh, receive the shock. Um, they have a fail rate of somewhere between 30 to 45 percent. I've seen different numbers, and I'm not sure how many stats are kept on that. Uh, but they have they have a fail rate that is not, that's unsafe. And other tactics need to be used, including teaching law enforcement how to effectively restrain someone um, with jujitsu and with different um, um, uh, techniques that are effective, that will not uh, permanently maim someone or kill them, uh, especially if you have more than one officer, and hand-to-hand combat, and then, when necessary, deadly force. Um, the taser might be preferable to getting hit in the head with a baton, but you know what? It's not preferable for the officer if that person gets up. So don't fight, don't resist, don't get hit in the head with a baton, and be a vegetable for the rest of your life. Um, sometimes skulls need to be cracked to to um, to uh, stop someone uh, from doing harm. So I think tasers should be revisited, and there should be a national uh, referendum saying that they're no longer in use. First of all, it's just another thing that uh, officers need to carry. It's weighing them down. They're ineffective, and training would be much better than using tasers. When, when you taser someone, and then you're going in to remove that taser or then restrain them, it's, it, it, it just seems to me so complicated. Yeah, sometimes we see them work. Sometimes we see them kill people. Sometimes someone drops to the ground and smashes their head, and now they're dead or they're maimed. or they're, right? And that's not the intention either. It's not safe. They're not working. They're not effective. And it needs to be revisited. And, and officers are always already weighed down. I'm not saying that the, that the taser weighs a lot. It's just another thing. And, 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 and they're not working. They're not working. They're ineffective. Okay? And, and I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand why they're being used. It's like common core math in school. It's like another great idea that is crap. Okay. Thanks for listening. Mike Kvetch, this one was a little bit uh, loud and, and, and I was a little bit uh, uh, heated, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about the social contract for good people being dissolved and making uh, good people out to be evil demons with some kind of ulterior motive or intention where this is not the case. Thanks for listening. Tune in again. I'll have something coming soon.